This is episode 262, Break Free from Your Traumatic Past with Julie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Today's call is another call that emphasizes the importance of doing our inner child work. <laughs> so many of these shows, as you know, go back to our childhood. Can we have a incredible present and future without thinking about our childhood, processing our childhood, healing our childhood? Mm, I don't know. I really don't. I haven't seen too many people that have the life that they want in the present and are creating the vision and the life they want in the future if they haven't really dealt with a lot of their past wounding. And as you've heard me say probably a hundred times now, everything that's coming up this year is making it harder and harder and harder to suppress our own triggers and our own wounding. Because to put it bluntly, it is heavy out there. Just when we think we catch our breath, another thing hits right now. The fires in California are something that just has my, not just California, Oregon, Washington, all over the West Coast, but as someone who lived there for 20 years, oof, I'm feeling that one and just feeling the destruction that's happening. And I don't just mean with the fires, I mean in so many aspects, there's a there's a breakdown happening and you may expect me to go, but when there's a breakdown, there's a breakthrough. And yes, eventually, <laughs> but when you're in the breakdown, it's tough. It's tough. So I just want you to know if you're having a tough time right now, if you're feeling the heaviness of things, don't ignore it. Don't suppress it. Use it to go into really asking, all right, what may need to be destructed in my life? What may be something that I've been repressing or holding back or not fully dealing with that, that I need to look at and that I need to acknowledge. And so much of my conversation with Julie is not about giving her new information. She's very aware of how her past is influencing her present. However, really shifting it and integrating tools that help her create a different future than the reality she had in the past is really where the work is. So I hope that many of you are still considering joining me for inner child level two. We had a lot of you listening do inner child level one and level two is coming up on September 25th. So if you've already done level one, you can go to christinehasler.com slash level two. And the two is just, just a digit. It's not spelled out and join us for level two. Steph and I have already pre-recorded some of the material and it's it's going to be really deep and really good and really help you understand why you keep having the same kind of blocks or obstacles over and over again and, and how to shift them. And if you haven't done level one yet, we wanted to make level two available to you by giving you a bundle. So you can buy level one and level two together if you go to christinehaster.com slash inner child bundle. You could do level one before the weekend and join us live for level two, 
or you have access to all the recordings until the end of October. And the reason why we're putting an end date on that is because I really want to encourage you to do this work now and not just buy something and have it sitting in your inbox, you know, the link sitting in your inbox for months and months. It's so important that we do a lot of this inner work right now because we're needing to, as you've heard me say, have a shift in consciousness. All right. So as you're listening to my call with Julie, consider, do you know the difference between your actual feelings, like feelings that are in response to what's happening now or feelings that have just been a programmed response, just habitual feelings that you feel because you think you should, or because you felt them so many times. Do you know the difference? Next, are you estranged from a family member or do you feel it may be healthy not to be in contact with a certain family member or members or even a friend? Are you often guilted or shamed by your parents and do things out of obligation? Do you want to break free of the wounding of your childhood and create a new kind of healthy family moving forward? Keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Julie. Before we dive in, I want to talk to you about my new sponsor, which I'm excited to share about ShipStation. So with more and more businesses going online, maybe you're an entrepreneur that's taking your business online with holidays coming up and birthdays and living in a time when it's less likely that you're traveling and going and seeing people, you probably have the need to ship things. And shipping, especially if you run a business, that can take up a lot of time. You don't want to be running to the post office. You want an easy, easy way that you can ship whatever you need easily from your house. That's why I love ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. In just a few clicks, you're managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels, and getting your products out fast. The result is just a better experience for your customers, anyone you're shipping to. ShipStation takes the hassle out of any kind of shipping. I have a friend who has a jewelry business and she is using the site and loves it. It's easy. She she gets her orders out seamlessly. There's a way to track it. It brings all your orders into one simple interface. So no matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, it consolidates it all. And it makes them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. So ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even International, You can compare and choose the best shipping solutions every time, and they offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business, you can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, yeah, breaking down more of those paradigms for small business and entrepreneurs, you know you will be getting the best deal. So I'm not surprised that ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers, including my friend. You'll ship them in less time with the best rates possible. And now over at Non-Whippet listeners can try ShipStation for free, for free, for 60 days, free for two months. That's a really good offer when you use the offer code over it. So make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of online shopping so that you can really grow and thrive at ShipStation, that's S-H-I-P-S-T-A-T-I-O-N.com today. Again, use the promo code over it. Just click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in over it. Go to ShipStation.com, 
offer code over it and just make your life a bunch easier. And now on to my coaching session with Julie. Julie, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Well, first of all, thank you for having me because your podcast has changed my life. So (laughs) it's like an honor to be here. Thank you for Um, listening and thank you for being willing to be on the show. I know you'll help many people with your question. So um, I've done a lot of personal work on finally being able to feel my own feelings. However, I really struggle kind of with owning them, if that makes sense. Can you make an example? Sure. Um, well, I guess I, sometimes I can't tell the difference between what my own emotions are and how I was programmed to feel or mm. like what if it's a, a programmed emotion. Um, so I grew up in a really abusive home and I just sometimes can't tell is this kind of like what I was brainwashed to feel or is this how I really feel? How are you brainwashed to feel things? Um, well, I was the scapegoat of the family. My family is really family of origin is very narcissistic. And I think just like that, I'm so bad that I'm so terrible that I have to be at everyone's beck and call that everything's my fault. Um, nothing I ever do is right. Hmm. Um, So those sound more like thoughts than feelings to me. Yeah. And, and I think the, the real issue is I know that that stuff isn't, I, I, I mean, those things I don't really feel as much anymore. I guess the, the biggest thing, and I guess this is going to get really personal, like my husband and I are adopting a baby mm-hmm. and we waited a while to have kids because I wanted to be able to heal a great deal from my family of origin. And my mom was the really abusive one. So I wanted to make sure I didn't continue that cycle. Mm, I really acknowledge um, you for that, Julie. That's huge. Thank you. It was definitely hard, but, yeah. um, but like one of the biggest things that keeps coming up is I feel like my family of origin owns this baby and not us. Hmm. What makes you feel that way? I think because that was kind of the example I was given. Like we always had to answer. It was like my mom owned everything about me and uh, everything around me. Mm-hmm. So I think I've gotten over that she owns me. But mm-hmm. and and I think when she had us, like we, my dad was just. I mean, he was in the picture, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And he just like, kind of stepped away from being a dad. And then my dad was pretty much like my grandparents, so, like my mom's parents. So I feel like we were for them. It wasn't like a child between my mom and dad. I, I wasn't, I mean, this gets like really incestuous. I'm sorry. I know this is like icky. No, but, no, it's okay. Um, First of all, it's not icky. It's your journey. <laughs> It's in yeah. your journey. So we want to take any judgment off of it. And I can tell just by how you're explaining it that you've given this a lot of a lot of thought. And I can also feel in your energy and feel in your voice that you just feel still imprisoned by this and burdened with it, even though you know things, <laughs> they yes. still like uh, feel like you can't escape it. Is that accurate? Yes, that's exactly it. Like, I know that how I feel is not actually how I feel. I, mm-hmm. I know that it's 
how I was programmed to feel. Like my mom wants me to feel guilty about moving on and living in a, in a family that's outside of her, that's not Mm -hmm. doing everything that she wants. Are you still in touch with your family of origin? Uh, My dad and I talk, we see each other about once a month. Um, My mom, I cut off entirely because I I tried hard not to have that happen. I tried to have boundaries with her and then the abuse just got worse and worse. And she was also abusive to my husband too. And we just felt like it it was not great. And my siblings and I don't really speak anymore. They, I don't know, there's like the golden child and the narcissist family and then like the peacekeeper. And so they kind of you're the peacekeeper? Guilty. No, I'm the oh. scapegoat. Oh, you're the, oh, sorry. You said that. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. No, that's okay. Got you. So you yeah, get blamed so, for everything. Yes. Yeah. And so I think they, my siblings don't feel comfortable having a relationship with me, even though mm-hmm. I said like, we can have a relationship outside of mom. Yeah. Um, that didn't really compute quite yet for them. I hope it does in the future, but well, so we don't. And I think yeah. it's really healthy that you're not, you, you don't have your mom and some siblings in your life. I think that's really, really, really healthy. And I acknowledge you for that. So let's see if we can get some altitude on this. Cause sometimes when we have more of a spiritual understanding of things, it does live to some liberation and you've done therapy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm still in therapy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you're working this on the emotional mental level. And I feel that. And probably where it's still getting stuck is on the subconscious and spiritual level. So like you said, you've got these, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls them emotional addictions. And I love that definition because that's basically what it is. This, this thought pattern and the emotions that are created from it, the anxiety, guilt really is an emotion. But when I feel into you, I just feel knots in my stomach. Like that's how it feels. Would that be accurate that you kind of feel some anxiety sometimes about this and just constricted? Yeah. Like actually, as I don't know, as soon as you started talking about like the emotional addiction, like I started shaking. Yeah. 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 So that's your body. So maybe just close your eyes as we talk and just let your body respond. And if anything comes up, Julie, if any sensations or any ahas or any body things come up, please interrupt me because what you're feeling and experiencing is always going to be more important than what I'm saying. Okay. So when you feel into that shaking and you feel into your body, if your body had a message, what would it be? Like, I honestly feel like this is more debilitating than usual lately. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can happen, my love, right before something clears. Yeah. It's like the, it's sort of right before someone gets sober sometimes I go on a binge because some part of them knows this is it. This is it. And what emotional addictions are, are just ways of feeling that we get addicted to. Just like I was addicted to antidepressants or coffee. I had to go through a weaning process to get off of that. You know, I felt the withdrawal of those things. So the body gets addicted to emotions just like it does to substances. So it forms these neural pathways in your brain that default to these feelings. So as much as you know, consciously I'm out, it still goes to those places. And I think what's 
missing in a lot of ways because you weren't really mothered. When you have a narcissistic mother, or really when you have a narcissistic woman raising you, it, it you don't feel nurtured. You don't ever feel soothed. And so it's hard to, you have it, you have that mother archetype, that healthy mother archetype inside of you. However, access to it is a little murky because it wasn't what you know. Does that make sense so far? For sure. And I think like what's coming up for me now is like, I feel like my body is screaming, like, you have to get this out of us. Like this has, like, this has to, you have to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And that might be what it is. The body may still feel like it's in your home, you know? And so what maybe, I mean, it's great that you've been in talk therapy, but what might like be- my old home, you mean? Yes, like, your old home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That it's, makes so much sense. It's still kind of stuck there. So what might be really helpful in terms of your next step is working with a somatic body-based therapist, someone who's trauma-informed, that can help your body release everything it's holding, all the uh, uh, emotional, mental abuse. Was there physical abuse as well? Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot, right? There's a lot in there and the body remembers. And so I think that's kind of what you're up again. It's like you're, you're, you get it conceptually, but subconsciously in the language of the subconscious is the body. So our body's always the first to give us an alert when there's something subconscious going on that's basically contradicting the direction we want to go, right? Because you want to go, I am creating a healthy family. I want to bring new life. I want to be a mother. But on the subconscious level, there's still like a terrified little girl in there who hasn't been mothered yet. So she doesn't want to go have be a mother when she never got mothered. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first step is like really reaching out to someone that does that body-based therapy and can help you move through this on the subconscious and physical level. And I would look for a somatic therapist who's trauma-informed. That's what I would look like. Where, where do you live? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. So you live in a big city. I'm sure there's people in that world. And I always oh. like put it out to the listeners. Sometimes I have a listener listening who knows someone. So we'll just, we'll just put it out there. Hmm. So okay. that's the first thing we'll bookmark that. I want to go to the spiritual side for a second. Why do you, cause we all come here to learn. We, we pick our parents on a soul level. We really do choose our parents. So for whatever reason, in terms of what you were here to learn in this lifetime, you've picked this family, you picked this mother. What do you think your soul is seeking to resolve, like to clear or to learn in this lifetime when you really feel into that? And there's no stupid answers. Just go with your intuition. Well, the one thing that comes to mind, it's just so easy to answer. Um, So I am getting my PhD in family communication right now because... I don't know. I think your relationship with your family of origin just, it literally determines the rest of your life in some ways. I mean, you can make changes, but it like affects your relationship with money, your relationship with yeah. food, your relationship with yourself. So I I can't wait to help people with that. Like once I'm 
done with school. Um, so I know, and I always, like, I felt that way even before I knew anything was seriously wrong. Like when I was like 11 or 12, mm, you felt this call. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. That's, in, that's your Dharma, right? Cause our Dharma yeah. in so many ways is what we're here to do. So that's one piece of it, which is brilliant. What do you think the, the soul lessons in terms of what you're here to learn is? I think maybe to just trust myself and I think maybe spiritually rely on myself because I know when you said spiritual, I hadn't thought about this, but it feels like it's a sin. Like it's like so sinful what I'm doing. And I made like my narcissistic mom, my God. Mm -hmm. Um, Sinful in terms of what, like not being in touch with your family or what's sinful? Having kids with my husband that she'll have nothing to do with Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. not even that, but even so much, even if she was in my life, like not doing it the same way that she did yeah, or, or or where she gets to make the calls and not me. Let's just go. Can I go super woo woo with you? Please do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And this is just what's coming through. And it's interesting right before your session, for whatever reason, I was called to listen to, I I felt the intuitive nudge to listen to a podcast with a psychic who's a past life regression therapist. And so that's what I was listening to as I was making my little snack and getting ready for your call. And as you were just talking, what came, came like dropped in, because a lot of things, things will just kind of just drop in is that what if, and you just, just close your eyes and you feel into this because your body and your intuition will know this is true. What if in a past lifetime you allowed yourself to be completely controlled by someone? Maybe it was a king, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a spouse, but you allowed yourself to be completely controlled, completely brainwashed, take, have all your power taken away by someone else. And in that lifetime, you never woke up. You died disempowered thinking this other person was your God. And on a soul level in the afterlife, you're like, okay, I got to resolve that. I'm not doing that again. I've got to have another life where I come in, have a similar circumstance. And in this life, I get my power back. And I learn that I, God is in me and that I am empowered and no one can take my power away. And what if this life was the resolution of that past life where you gave up all your power and died disempowered. Yeah. I love that. Yes. So, so this is really about like me grabbing onto my own power and just like holding onto it for the rest of, yeah. I mean, I guess the first 32 years I didn't and yep. Well, yeah. And does that resonate with you? Like when I was saying that, did any part of you did it feel, cause it, truth doesn't feel like, oh my God, like that's it. Truth just feels like, oh my yeah. God, that makes sense. That's how truth feels. It's like, oh, two plus two is four. Got it. For sure. No, that's no, it's like ding, ding, ding. Like okay. that's it for sure. I guess I just don't know fully what that looks like. So I think. So what it looks like is exactly what you're doing, but the little girl the part who, cause every child wants their parent to love them. So like on a soul spiritual level, you're right on course, which is why you keep going. Cause like on a deep intuitive level, 
you know this is what you need to do. You mm-hmm. know this is right, Julie. You know it in your bones. But on a subconscious feeling level, and the subconscious also, it's so it's very tied to the inner child. There's a part of you that's like, but I'm betraying mom. And, and there's a part that still wants to be loved by mom as well, even though consciously you know she's unhealthy. It's devastating not to feel loved and accepted by a parent. So there's that human part of you that's a little bit in conflict with the soul part. Like the soul part's got it. It knows what it's doing. It's, it's why you've been able to get out. It's why you've been able to be in a healthy marriage. It's why you feel called to have a parent and bring a new life into you. Like, you know where you're headed, Julie. Otherwise you wouldn't have gotten this far given everything you've been through. So the compass is working. There's just that little girl in there who has to grieve a little bit still mom and that life. And you've got to mother her. That's the other missing piece. You, Julie, need to mother that little Julie. And when these feelings come up, don't be frustrated with them. Say, oh, sweetheart, I hear you. I know this is so confusing. I know it's so confusing. And you feel so torn. And I'm here. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I love that. And I I haven't been... I mean, I, I feel like I've learned how to talk to myself in, in a more loving way, just even like whenever I was trying to like call in my husband and everything. But I think, yeah, that's that's a different a different way. And I also thinking something else that what you said, and I just so I'm understanding this right, like maybe even just like naming it being like, I feel this way and I'm not sure why. And yes, and yes. Just, just being honest about that of. Yes. I'm aware that I feel what I'm doing is wrong. I'm aware of that feeling. Have that observer, like that observer perspective and see it and say, I'm just going to be with it. And I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept this and I'm going to love it. And I'm going to mother it because think of, you know, becoming a mother, your job as a mom is to hold space for your kids' feelings, not to fix them, not to numb them, but to really hold space for his or her feelings and highest expression. And that's, you know, part of maybe why there's the delay in becoming a mother like tomorrow is because the little Julie needs you to mother her first before bringing in another person into the family. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you're very clear and I understand having the awareness and feeling like things aren't changing and I can understand how frustrating that is. And I also want you to look at how far you've come and the life you have now and the boundaries you set and really just see, you know, given the the, the karma you have in this lifetime and the soul lessons you signed up for and the resulting abuse that you've endured, you're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. And this is just the next step. This is just the next level. And you know, Julie, I know you know this, but I'll just remind you, that's life. There's no there. We're always learning, always growing. I think that because you're missing that mothering, compassionate, patient, loving, acknowledging yourself peace, and you're so used to being criticized that you've internalized some of that criticism and you're, way, you're in self-blame way too much versus self-love. 
I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you're right because I think I'm thinking, you know, I want this meant like the emotional addiction to be over, but I think just saying out loud, like, I feel like I'm betraying mom and just saying this out loud over and over. That is when I grab onto my power. I mean, eventually it's just probably going to fade away or just not come around as often. Yeah. And you've never actually betrayed your mom. You've only betrayed yourself by making her your God. Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry for swearing. No, that's okay. That's (gasps) an oh shit moment. And (laughs) If you can really forgive yourself for that, that will help release the guilt you have with mom because you really haven't betrayed her. You emancipated yourself and got yourself out of a, an abusive situation. Would you call a woman who left her abusive husband and who was also abusing her kids, would you say she betrayed her oath and her husband for leaving? No, of course not. Why not? No. Because, I mean, that's, like, so destructive to everyone involved. I mean... How are you any different? Yeah. Yeah, when you put it that way, that makes... That's so right. And, and yeah. Yeah. I know I always just think it's different because it was the mom, you know, my mom. and All the more reason for her to not be abusive towards you. <laughs> so true. Yeah, even more so than a husband or a, mm-hmm. a partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of sometimes what keeps us in a cycle of self-blame is it's very painful to see the truth and to know the truth sometimes. I, I'm very, very, very sorry that your own mother did this to you. I'm so sorry, Julie. Thank you. And, you know, it's not going to feel good to feel that, but... I encourage you, especially as you work with somatic therapists, to feel into the grief of that because that'll be part of the healing as well because that's really the truth is you were treated very, very, very unfairly. Yeah, I know that. I Yeah, I just think I needed to hear what you said about the self-blame, about that being... Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I especially needed to hear that. I don't know. I've heard my sister, my youngest sister has had some health problems recently. And I know it's because, I don't know, I thought it was like the stress because I've become so estranged, but I think really the estrangement happened because of like the stress that's always going on underneath with yeah. all of us, you know, absolutely. From the narcissistic abuse. So absolutely. Yeah. Does this give you some clarity and some direction? Yeah, I really, I did I never thought about working with a somatic therapist, but I think since that's where like the block is, that would be really beneficial. I, you know, I yeah. like that. And I like the idea of just, because I feel like that and, you know, finally being ready to feel like I can be a mother, you know, with my little ones, I absolutely want them to feel whatever and just have it be you know, yeah. no big deal or, or, you know, be there, be nurturing to them, but you got to do that for you myself. first. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. You're doing Thank amazing. You. Just, I'm just so grateful to you. Thank oh, you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. 
Thank you so much, Julie, for your courage and your honesty. And I really deeply acknowledge how you're wanting to heal so much of your family of origin stuff before bringing a baby into your life. And I think that's something that everyone would greatly benefit from doing, especially everyone's future children. So if you're someone that is thinking of bringing a child into the world, maybe doing some inner child work is the priority before you bring that little one in. And if you have children, it's not too late. We had so many parents in our inner child workshop that have said that what they learned and experienced in that workshop regarding their inner child has already made them a better parent, has already made their kids start opening up to them more. It's it's miraculous the things that we're hearing about when it comes to parenting. So let's break down this call a little bit. So it was really important, first of all, for me to emphasize to Julie not to judge her story. When she was sharing about it with me, I could feel a little bit of the shame. She even said, oh, it's yucky. It's incestuous. And it is what it is. It, it's her journey. It's your journey, whatever your story is. There's no reason to carry around shame or judgment of it. And there's also no reason to be over-identified to it and think, well, because I had this past and because I had this awful life, I'm never going to be X, Y, Z or use it as a scapegoat or excuse. Your story is part of your life. It's something that has shaped you. It's something that's informed you, but it doesn't have to be you and it doesn't have to limit you. And there's no need to be embarrassed or ashamed about it at all. Your story is your story. So Julie's intention was to start to discern between what are her programmed feelings and what are her actual feelings. And she got so much about her life and her past on the cognitive level. She has so much awareness. And so really the shifting needed to happen on the spiritual and subconscious level. And so many of our emotions are coming from the subconscious level, especially the programmed emotions. So those are the ones that basically our emotions we've been feeling since we were a child based on things that have happened or things that were told to us. So, so much of the, the guilt she was feeling or the, how she would take on some of the things her mom said and the emotions that that would create were programmed because in so many ways they're, they're created by those subconscious memories and those emotions that we feel over and over again, that are pervasive and repetitive and that are just programs that are running Dr. Joe Dispenza calls something like that an emotional addiction. And I love that term. You've heard me use it before. And when I started to talk to Julie about that, she started shaking. It was like, whoa, this is something's resonating with me. And I, I sense that's because something was freeing in her subconscious of, oh, wow, like I can start to let go of some of these emotional addictions. I can start to release everything that I've been holding so I can actually feel what I'm really feeling. And she said, you know, I feel like these patterns and these programs and these, these emotional addictions have gotten stronger than ever before. And my response to her about that was, of course they have, because you're starting to shift it and move it. And oftentimes right before we break an addiction, the, the cravings and the experience of it get stronger. So she's, she's well on our way. And in so many ways too, with emotions, our body is still stuck in time. So a lot of times the body will have a response that will bring forward an emotion, be it knots in our stomach or shaking or, or any other body sensation or even a physical symptom because it's, it's remembering a trauma that happened at five or 10 or 13 or three months or in the womb or anything like that. And so that's why somatic work and doing 
kind of subconscious work like we do in our child and talking to those younger parts of us and bringing forward memories that maybe have been lodged deep down inside and bringing them up for healing, not to relive them is so important because then we can move things out on more of the somatic body and subconscious level. So the body is often the language of the subconscious mind. And if you want to learn more about the body memory, mind, body connection, there's a really great book called The Body Keeps the Score. That is a great resource if you're looking for more information about that. Now, on a spiritual level, I asked Julie, you know, what do you think your soul is seeking to learn? And honestly, that's a really hard question to figure out with the mind. Usually it's a revelation, not an answer to the question. It's not really something that logically we can discern. So that's why I felt guided to bring for her consideration the past life conversation, because I truly believe that when it comes to helping people, and especially on this podcast, I'm deeply guided to give information that may be of service. And so I don't ignore synchronicities and I don't ignore when things just drop in kind of quote unquote randomly. And like I said to Julie, just before her call, I had been listening to a podcast with someone who I'm actually going to have on the podcast as a coach's corner guest about past lives. And I am not a past life reader, but so many times I've gotten memories of my own that have connected dots for me, or I've been facilitated in working with someone and have known that something is related to past life. And oftentimes our soul lessons do have some relevance and some relation to unresolved issues and karma that we're bringing in from other lives. Do I know this is 100% true? No. Do I strongly believe it? Yes. Based on intuition and also based on being in this work for 16 years. But again, I don't ever want to project any of my beliefs or intuition or nudges or feelings onto you. So if you don't believe at all in past lives, then trust that. Regardless, it seemed important to have Julie consider because I really wanted to help her elevate out of her current reality and get some spiritual altitude on the situation. Cause you could hear she was so still caught up in the family dynamic, even though she had really separated herself in a lot of ways. So I wanted to maybe give her a little miracle, maybe give her a change in perception to help her realize that she's right on track. And so what I really felt and what I felt called to share with her is that this lifetime is about taking her power back. I don't know what past lifetimes exactly have been about, but it feels one of her soul lessons in this life is to take her power back, to not make anyone else her God, to emancipate herself from being controlled, from being manipulated, from being betrayed, from being put down, from being kept from who she truly is. And Oftentimes when we're breaking karma and we're really stepping into massive soul lessons, it's hard because it's like on a soul level, you know, you're breaking free of something major, but you've been hanging on to it for lifetimes. So it can be hard like Julie's experiencing. And even though like her adult self knows, oh my gosh, I really want to be free of my mother and I want to have my own life. There's still an inner child in there who wants mommy's love 
That's the thing with the inner child aspect of us. We still are chasing mommy and daddy's love until we give it to ourselves. So for Julie, she's got to be that inner mother and comfort the child who's still looking to her biological mother for love. Again, until we parent our inner child in the way it needs to be parented, that part of us will keep hooking into the past, hooking into our biological parents or whoever raised us to find a way to get a need met. So for her, it's really being with that little Julie, accepting and mothering the feelings that come up, not fix them, not numb them, just allow them to be. She never had that freedom of expression as a child. She needs that freedom of expression. And the more we try to change the inner child, the less they actually change. It's really about being with, holding space, allowing for that safe and healthy expression of emotions. And another piece that was really, really important is that she's not betraying her mom. She really only betrayed herself by making her mom her God. So it's really, really important to forgive herself and to consider this emancipation process, which is defined as the fact or process of being set free, liberation. And I think part of what has kept Julie in this cycle of self-blame is because it's painful to see and feel the truth that her own parent could do the things that she did to her. And so I just want to say to any of you, if you're having a hard time moving forward because it just hurts too bad to actually be honest with yourself about the past, just know you have my support and that seeing the truth, accepting the truth, not sugarcoating it, but actually really being able to be like, this is what happened, will start to help you emancipate yourself from your past. I know it's a hard part of the process, but look at what's going on right now in the world, right? There's so much that we're seeing that is ugly, that's yucky. That's like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? But things have to be brought into the light. Things have to arise. Things have to be seen and named and dealt with so that they can change. So no more sweeping it under the rug internally or externally. So it's up to all of us to bring the truth to the surface, no matter how quote unquote ugly it is. And one big takeaway for for you from this call is do the inner child work. This is why Steph and I created the inner child program. If you've done level one, go to christinehaster.com slash level two, and that's digit two. And if you want to get them both in a bundle, level one and level two, christinehasser.com slash inner child bundle. If finances are the only obstacle to doing this work, email jill at christinehasser.com and we'll find a way to work with you. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for your listening, for all the work that you're doing internally and externally. I'm so proud of each and every one of you sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.